What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Chris DeSellams, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in, say hello. What's up, Chris? Good to be back. Uh, Islanders sure. winners over the Rangers. You said we were going to do it. I feel ambushed. <laughs> <laughs> had to go for it. Well, we just talked about it before, so I had to go 15 seconds in. We'll get to it later, uh, but doing good. Uh, excited for some more March Madness games tomorrow. What about you? Yeah, that's that's a really – I mean, like – we are hockey's kind of hockey's kind of taking like it's not taking a complete backseat, but like last this past weekend it definitely took oh, a backseat. Yeah. I mean, like when the games weren't on, I was kind of invested in the Rangers games, but like otherwise, <laughs> I was um, I was way more invested into March Madness. It's the oh. best week, the first weekend's best weekend of the year. There's it's nothing fantastic. like it. And me and Chris are locked in a a deadly battle for top overall spot in our money bracket. So I think I'm, yeah, I'm Kev, ten Kev, points Kev, behind you. Yeah, Kevin. Um, Stupidly totally invited, invited me the, the day before the bracket was due, yeah, and I filled it out the morning the bracket was due, and I'm I'm currently in the lead. Yeah, so I still get money for second, but I would be such a such a jabroni if Chris had Chris wins this all. But we'll see. We we're we're way ahead of the rest of the pack, so we, oh, we yeah. gotta I get some credit like, there. I think I have like a ninety point lead on third. <laughs> Let's see, third place now. Something curious. like that. It's something ridiculous, and I'm not too far behind. Oh yeah. <laughs> 70 points and then 60 for me we're cruising we're absolutely cruising yeah and then in my other league i'm I'm, i think i'm in the money in one of my other brackets i think Mm. the first five gets paid so i wasn't first for like a lot or for like a a decent amount of time but now i'm in fourth place uh some guy i know um isn't is in first so for i'm in a one two three four-way tie for fourth place but i'm leading so um damn We'll see what happens. I could I could finish second. I have a lot of points on the. T- I have more points than the people ahead of me. They just have more points than me currently. So yeah, that's um, me in my work group. I have the most points, or I'm tied for the most points with another person right now. But um, picking Kentucky as my winner, I do not have the maximum oof. amount of points that some other people do. So that's, that's unfortunate. Gonna that. That's going to hurt you in the long run. Go Peacocks. <laughs> Go Peacocks. <laughs> Need the Arizona Wildcats to lose on Friday night. Or tomorrow night. I'm not sure no, we don't play. I, don't, I honestly, I don't either. I should know. Go but I Cougars. Don't. Go Cougars of Houston. Obviously, now, now I'm curious. When does Arizona play? We're just a we're a basketball podcast now. They I play Thursday they play, tomorrow night, yeah, 10 p.m. It's gonna be a late one. Oh boy, we'll see. But yeah, uh, onto onto hockey. Um, something Trade happened deadline. on Monday. Um, I don't Trade. Know if, I don't deadline. know if anybody heard. Uh, the Islanders certainly did not hear, but something that's called the trade deadline did happen on Monday. And I think the first thing I want to get out of the way is I had, um, I did not have high hopes for this deadline. I thought it was going to be a very boring deadline. I don't know how uh, like TSN or ESPN. What's up? Like league wide or just the Rangers? No, yeah, league wide. I thought it was going to be pretty, very. Eh. I mean, there were a lot of players moved, but it wasn't anybody superstar caliber. Besides no, but Flurry. I, it, no, it wasn't. But like the amount of things that yeah, happened, it is was very like, interesting. It's very. It was not like the. I, I feel like the other the past couple trade deadlines, like obviously like the big guys move, but that's yeah. about it. Like you just see the big players move, but you don't see teams doing a whole lot. I feel like this year, yeah, the caliber of player wasn't anything to be like, oh my God, this guy got traded yeah. here and this guy went here. But there was so much that went on. You were you were locked in all day. That's, that's where I'm coming from. I, I think this was one of the best trade deadlines in a while, just just because there was teams made moves. Usually, you know, 
the trade deadline comes up and everyone gets all hype and then it's it's just kind of like six hours of them just saying this guy could go here this guy could go here we're hearing Our rumblings jake stuffy ever, just like, sits at the table just fuming because nothing's going on at tsn yeah and, and I'm, the espn coverage was awesome i don't know did you, I did you, did not you watch it I just it was awesome I, I i mean weeks was breaking news live like during the broadcast with his, uh, with his videos with his phone tilted down well, he was doing them yeah during our commercial <laughs> breaks but like he legit was breaking trades like live on air too he's like oh i just got a. Tra-. he's like can i interrupt i have a trade and everyone's like uh yes please so i mean it just felt like there was way more life um in the broadcast this year yeah. so i thought i thought the i thought espn did a really good job with that um they actually did i, I don't think they brought did anything they didn't tie in tsn like at all like they didn't talk to anyone which was kind of cool yeah um so huge huge deadline i don't know if you pulled up all the moves all the moves i don't know if what you want to dive into maybe we'll do Um, it at the end after the Isles and rangers yeah but um rangers made yeah the islanders did nothing like legit nothing besides extend um clutterbuck and parisi parisi um oh yeah we'll get uh, it's just I don't even know, but we'll get into it after the Rangers. <laughs> yeah, that's after the, the more, yeah the, the, the Rangers. Stuff. The Rangers. The Rangers made moves. They, they actually they, they, were, they actually made trades. What a concept! Yeah, they they decided they wanted to make some trades, and and my thoughts about everything before we dive into all the trades was that I think it was a good trade dead a good first trade deadline for Chris Drury because, like we had mentioned, there was not a ton of big names that were on the table that um, deserved to get huge um, packages for. There, no. there really wasn't. We knew Giroux wasn't going to the Rangers, and it was reported the Rangers were trying really hard. It was just, we, we said it the last podcast. It was never going to happen. Pavelski He's a Philly got guy to, at heart. He just doesn't want to be on the Rangers, which is fine. Pav- he doesn't Pavelski want to be on Boston signed. either. It's nothing like wrong with it. He just wants to be a Florida. So uh, he, he would have he just turned the hearts of all Flyers fans everywhere. Yeah, he and it's like it came out like he pretty much told the Flyers, like, I'm only going to Florida, so figure out what they yeah. need to do to get me there. Which apparently Philly was kind of frustrated about. I read in Elliot Freeman's 32 Thoughts today. He was like, yeah, they felt kind of pigeonholed a little bit. that, And F- Florida was just like really just like – just trying to play hardball with them because they're like, oh, you only want to come here. So like, yeah, I, 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 like, I could see why they'd be annoyed, but it's also like, you can't. Be you, you guys can't be annoyed because you put yourselves in this situation. 100 oh, percent. Like the situation. Like if you they wanted to keep his career, your, if you wanted, it. like if you wanted to keep the guy who literally just played a thousand games for your franchise and has been the longest tenured captain in Flyers history, maybe you should have done. um Maybe your bookkeeping should have been a little better. Maybe you shouldn't have made some of the trades you made. You know, no, they had the money for him. I think he just doesn't. He he wants to win, which I mean, that's on them for not building building the core around him. To be honest, I mean, it yeah. definitely does not help their cap situation at all. Based on some of the contracts they gave out, you're. I think you're right there, but they would have been in cap hell for sure. But I think they could have done it, but I don't know. If it just. They just they they suck. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. But back to um, yeah. So like he wasn't the, he wasn't there. Pavelski got signed. Hurdle got signed. Um, I don't I don't think Nashville. I think it came out after like they were never seriously going to trade Forsberg. They just kind of was threw him out there to see just like see what they would get. What's the market for this guy? And obviously the market is you'd get the fucking house for him. It's like, but they don't have the stones to to. They're also in the playoff push, so might as well exactly. keep them. So it, it, it wouldn't have made a ton of sense, but 
yeah, like I said, I think it was a fine first, um, a, a fine first, you know, trade deadline for Drury because again, yeah. he did, he made a ton of trades, and I don't think he gave up a lot. And what he did was he assessed the team and went, "What is our weak? Yeah, five on five, we're weak at scoring. How do we fix that? We just make the bench stronger, which yeah. is a fine thing to do." He didn't. That he believes in the top two lines. The bottom line was an AH, a top line in the AHL. Yeah, you got rid of an you AHL could argue line for an, an ECHL AHL line. line. Yeah. And you just you upgraded your fourth line to be an actual competent fourth line. <laughs> you provided the third line with uh, a little bit more of an opportunity. Um, and overall, I was I was happy. You know, I think um, I don't have it. I don't have it, everything pulled up. But Vitrano on day one before the deadline for, for what I think a fourth round pick. Yeah, we talked about cares? that one. Who cares? Like that that was that was a fine trade. Mott for a fourth round pick. That's a that's a, that's a great get for a it's, fourth rounder. Yeah, it's good value because like you're improving your team and the things that you need for like basically no price. I think cop, which I'm sure you're going to get to next, is a little bit pricey. But like like you said, you replaced three AHLers with three guys who can win you games in the playoffs. It sounds like they're mm-hmm. kind of basing it off of. Tampa's third line, which is what everybody's doing right now, because Mott, Cop, they're speedy, they kill penalties, they can hit, they give you energy. So you're right. I think it was a really good set of moves. Yeah, I think Mott is going to be – if they. I, I, he's one of those guys where I would like to see how the rest of the season plays out yeah. into the playoffs for him. But I, I – I, and I get – I kind of felt this way, and I think a, ro- a lot of people that I follow on Rangers Twitter feel this way. If he plays really well the next however many games, like 20 games that are left – um and pl- and he plays the style of game he plays he's very reminiscent of like a Jesper Foss type player where it's like he's not going to provide uh, yeah, you with a ton of offense yeah he's not going to provide you with a ton of offense but he's great on the PK he's got a wicked shot he's really fast it's kind of he's 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 got everything put together besides like this insane offensive prowess which is fine yeah you don't need him to do that you need to no. kill penalties and just grind it out five on five mm-hmm Basically, so, on for, your for, so yeah, Mott for a fourth round pick was fine. Braun was like the only move I was like, mm. I, I get it, but like, and 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 they experimented it against last night against the Devils, and we'll get we'll get into game recaps later. But yeah. I'm not a hundred percent. I don't think they gave up much. I think a sixth round or a fifth round pick for him, fifth or sixth. Yeah, I think it's one it of those was, things where it's like you know that you you don't want to swing for the fences, which I feel like you were probably gonna say. But you don't want to swing for the fences yet based on where you are in the rebuild. But you might no. as well bring in a veteran presence to at least bolster your defense. But you're not giving up all these assets because you're probably not winning the cup this year. No. Which yeah, I think no, it's smart. Uh, I think it's smart. Okay, so I'm looking at it. And the Flyers traded Justin Braun to New York. Oh, so it was for a 2023 third round pick. So Okay, that's a bit um, pricey, but not too yeah, bad. Yeah, a little, a, little, a little bit more than you probably would like, especially for a guy who's who's an unrestricted the, free agent. On the other edge of... 35 yeah you're probably not going to resign him it's it's definitely like uh we need to just bolster up that third line yeah. movement. And, and you know what i think and and, and galant played around with braun and nemeth and it it didn't it didn't work spoiler alert shocker um <laughs> schneider needs to get put back in the lineup immediately braun they said can play both sides so play him on the th- play him on the left pair put schneider back in See how that goes, um, especially since you play the Penguins next. Um, so yeah. you need a competent third third pair, uh, third defensive pair. So it is what it is there. And 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 then you know, 
so that was fine. And then, and then the cop deal, that was the only one that it's, it's a bit pricey if, if, if things work out. And that's the big if. It, you need things to, to work out. Um, I think two seconds are still the a Rangers. lot. Either yeah. Way. It, but no, it, I think I agree. It's not good. It, it won't be as bad. I don't think it's a bad move. Don't get me wrong. But I think it may be a little bit pricey for Andrew Cop. There's nothing yeah, wrong with it, it per se. The, 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 the total package was Winnipeg would get a second. I, I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. So they're getting a second, which uh, it's a second this year. So it's a second this year, which could become a first. But the Rangers need to win the first two rounds of the playoffs, and Cop needs to play in at least 50% of the games. Which he's playing 50%. He'll play in 50% of the games. Do I think the Rangers make it out of the second? Do I think they make it out of the first round? <laughs> it depends who they play. If they play the Penguins, they have a shot. But do they make it out of the second round if they play a team like Carolina? Probably not. Absolutely no. <laughs> They're lucky if they get gentlemen swept. Um, and then they, there is another second round pick. And it, and I think the, the only reason why um, they did it is because they have pretty much – all their picks, so it's you have all like, your assets already, kind of. So there's no real harm, and if the Islanders gave that so up, many, it would be a problem because you don't have the picks. But when the Rangers the thing do, is, you have other assets like Georgiev and Kravtsov to give up. Then it's not a problem. And the thing is, the Rangers have so many prospects already in their pipeline; they can kind of live with saying, "Hey, this year is not a great draft year. Um, we're okay." And there is a second second round pick but it's like mm-hmm. the rangers have so many prospects already in their echl uh, team their ahl team only drafting more guys and, and i get it like you could they're gonna sign ahl guys here and there and everything and they're gonna sign college kids it's like there are other ways to get players into this into the team and into the system and the franchise without yeah. drafting them necessarily so they're a free they're uh, a free agent team they, they're gonna hit big on the free agent market that's yeah. what they that's what the rangers so, do so it's like they don't necessarily need the picks right away, especially since the last couple of years they've they've only hoarded so many picks and so many prospects. It's like now they're in a place where it's like they can go, okay, we can get rid of this pick here, we can get rid of this pick here. You know, we, it's not going to hurt us. So, um, yeah. So the there's a conditional second this year. Um, then there's another second round pick that Winnipeg has the option of um, choosing this year, or next year. I think it wouldn't be wise for them to go to this year. They'll probably end up going going with the second probably next, next year because next year's a much stronger draft it is a stacked draft so yeah and then there is a fifth round and then also a fifth round pick in 2023 with the prospect oh my god right yeah you're, you're you're glossing over your boy morgan Barron. yeah you know i tweeted about <laughs> it you know it, it sucks that he got traded i don't think i got we got to see a lot of him at, in a new york rangers jersey i think if you look at the type of guy he is, he pretty much embodies the type of player Gerard Gallant would want on his team. It, mm-hmm. He just he just never had a shot. Gallant has his guys. Morgan was just never one of his guys above Rooney. Um, I'm surprised he didn't get a shot over Heedle. I That kind of makes me believe that Gallant has some, some belief in Heedle and that he could be something. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know. Um, was it? Was it a lot to give up for a guy who's going to be an unrestricted free agent and is 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 he's not a bad hockey player, but he doesn't move the needle? Yeah, yeah, it was a lot to give up. Do I think they needed to give give up two first round, two second round picks? No, and I think they added that insane condition to the second round, <laughs> to the first second round pick because they 
they, I think, are under the impression we're not going to make it to the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. And but if you do, you have to worry about you, the first round pick. Yeah, right? and if and if you look at it, yeah, that's exactly what. Yeah, if you look at it from the Rangers' perspective, if they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, do you give a shit if you're giving up a first round pick? No, no because you're taking a shot in the dark at a pick that's going to be what in the late twenties at that point. It would be. 29 30 31 32 one of those like any yeah. anything outside of like the the guys who are saying these guys are, can't miss in the first round you're always taking a risk on because yeah. you're like we you never know how a guy's going to pan out look at someone like like neil yakupov sure should he have went first overall <laughs> no but it was just a shot in the dark you just you don't know how these guys are going to pan out so yep. um realistically I think this uh, a second. They should have just did the second round pick, a fifth round pick, and Morgan Barron. I think that deal gets it done. Um, do I think they needed to give up a second second round pick? No, but not a big it deal. Is what it, it is what it is. Yeah. The Rangers will probably get the second rounder back in some sort of Kravtsov trade or some sort of Georgiev trade if they really want to next year. If they choose the option to give it up next year, or they can trade someone else and they'll get the second rounder back. So it's like. Not a big deal. I'm not too worried about getting the, the the picks back. As long as they keep their first rounder next year, I I could live with this team not having a second round pick next year. Yeah, it's not anything to you're not gonna sleep over it. No. But so like I said, it was a fine draft for Chris Drury or a deadline for Drury. I think um with a lot of the guys um that are already on the team, the guys he brought in, I think it balanced the team out. I think the lines across the board are um are, are deeper balanced. now. It's yeah. de- you got a deeper bench at this point, and you're still missing guys. You still have Rooney, who's been out. You still have Kako, who's been out. So you're only going to add those guys in. And then you're just – at that point, you're just saying, all right, well, who's going to sit? Because Kako can't sit. You, it's like you got to take someone out of the lineup. And I think that guy – is it Hunt? Probably. Should it be Reeves? Probably. Definitely. It should be um, – it's going to be Hunt, probably. <laughs> it's going to be Hunt. Should it be Reeves? <laughs> Absolutely. But the, it's just – that's just where this team's at. Um, so it was it was a fine – a very fine first deadline for Drury. Yeah, and he, and, and he didn't give up. And, and he didn't give up. Yeah, he he didn't give up any crazy assets, which was good. Which makes me believe that he's got a plan this summer, which is great. He's got a plan this summer to to get rid of Georgiev because that oh that was something that came out of deadline that Emily Kaplan um, said on the broadcast that. Um, the Rangers are going to be trading Georgiev. Yeah, it just wasn't going to happen. The they, worst kept secret in the league. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, I think everyone was kind of like, we need to just get get out of this. So um, it's not a move you they, need to uh, make now because down the stretch, no, you have twenty play- yeah, you, you have twenty regular season games left, which means what? Maybe four stars for Georgiev, and then he's not playing in the playoffs unless Shosturkin goes down. And if Shosturkin goes down, then you have bigger fish to fry than worrying about who is your backup in net. So it's one of those things where you can just trade him in the offseason, sign a new goaltender, and just move on with your lives. There's no exactly. rush. So it's like you're, you're going into the playoffs. There's no reason to, no. to trade to trade away um, your backup goaltender who who looked really good against Carolina the other the other day. Um, <laughs> the Georgia and, game. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's like he knows he's going to trade Kravtsov and, and – uh, they didn't trade Longquist, and he was never on the table, which was good. And it kind of makes me believe that maybe they, sure, maybe they just did want to give Schneider a look, and they've liked what they've seen, and maybe they'll give Longquist something's got a look bunch, next though, year, right? I mean, something he's a he's a right handed D, isn't he? He is. So um, that's too. Yeah, um, it's just like that's a that, that's unless, nothing. It's like with the Islanders with Bodie Wild. It's like if you have Pulak, Mayfield, and Dobson, and then the Rangers have Schneider. Fox and who am I think Truba? Then it's like, does no does Longquist have a shot? I don't think he does. Unless he just unless they go fuck it, we're gonna do two righties 
on the third pair and he could play on the left uh-huh. side, you know, it's it's not the Which worst is, thing in the world. Yeah. You need probably it's a, like, I, I, I don't know. Truba can move over maybe? I don't know. Tough to say. I don't know. Unless, uh, yeah, you, I don't you need know. a vet I'm to not, move over. It's tough to do a, uh, a young kid. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. And, you know, it's it's luckily not my job to make these decisions and make these this and have this analysis. But um, but yeah, no, I think um, it, it it is it is what it is at the end of the day. And um, yeah, I, I think Drury has a plan for the summer, which is fine with me. Yeah, I'm happy that he just has a plan. You would hope so. <laughs> yeah, fingers crossed, and that he didn't <laughs> I, give up the entire farm for um. Yeah, and I'm looking at it now. Um, I don't know why. It says the Rangers still have their second round. Oh, this is 2023. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, yeah so the Rangers still have their, their second round pick um, next year and stuff. But this year's draft, it, 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 it's a weaker draft. And I'm looking at they have their first round pick, which is meaningless. They should trade it away. Um, and then after that, they only have a fourth round, fifth round, and sixth round pick. So, um a little weak uh, there, and then next year they have a first, second, sixth, sixth, seventh. Um, that second will probably go to cops unless they get that. Yeah. So it's going to be two years where they're not going to be drafting as many guys. But then the next year after that, they have all their picks. So it's like, yeah, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not too worried, especially with where the Rangers are at now. If you're competing, you don't necessarily need picks because they don't really matter. That's facts. I think it's a great point. I mean, I think he did a great. I think he did a good job. There's nothing he didn't do anything revolutionary. He made his team better. What more could you ask for, right? Hey, man, we said it, I think, last week or two weeks ago. We made the analogy that Seton Hall, or this might have been off the air, <laughs> you know, the, the March Madness tournament that never happened. They could have went far because they had a deep bench, and the Rangers have a deep bench now. There you go. Is it the best? Is it the best deep bench? No, not by a long shot, but it's a deep bench. You yeah. have guys in your on your team right now that even if they're in the press box, if someone goes down in playoffs, you at least you know, I got a guy yeah. who could fill that spot. Instead of like Julian Gauthier. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm done with him. He needs to get traded. (laughs) And I've I've said that before, but yeah, he needs to to go. Yeah, good work for the Rangers. Can't can't lie. Um, Yeah, but is there anything else like that happened during the deadline that you would want to point out? Because I feel like there there was no like huge. I mean, the flurry thing kind of shocked me. I I felt like. Poor Cam Talbot. Poor Cam Talbot, man. I thought he was playing good this year. Yeah, I mean, I, for right now, I think I think Flurry's their backup. You got to uh, ride with Talbot until I, don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like if they if Talbot kind of looks like crap um, down the stretch, they, Flurry's real they good Flurry. though. I know, and he's got the playoff experience, I mean, so I can imagine he he plays for them in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah, they got a goaltender who's kind of having a renaissance in his career and one of the best goaltenders of all time. Yeah, I mean, there's such an arms race between. Carolina, Tampa Bay, and um, who else am I missing? Florida. They're just all loading up. I mean, I I don't. Someone. It's just Car- oh yeah, Carolina because somebody's going to go home. Some a lot of people are going home angry. Only one team is making it out of the East. Maybe Colorado just make it out of the West with their goaltending, but a lot of teams are loading up, and a lot of people are going to go home unhappy. <laughs> I tweeted about it. Colorado is is going for it. They did. I don't think they lot. have the goaltending though. I really no, don't. they don't. But like they're they they made a lot of moves. I felt like at the yeah. deadline or, or more moves than I thought oh, they would. They made some good moves. And, and, Manson, and they're in. they are going for it, man. They, they I can't are, blame them. They mean business this year because I really do think that Sackick or Sackick, right? Yeah, he's kind of. I don't think he 
thinks this team is going to be in like a slump soon, but I think he understands that Nathan McKinnon's getting older and his contract, a superstar, a his superstar prime contract like him, is coming down the line. Also, yeah, a superstar like him is going to maybe he starts looking elsewhere. If, if you know, he's what has he been in the league for like almost 10 years, eight years, seven, nine ten, years at this point? 10 years next year. Unbelievably. And you got nothing to show. You really got nothing to show. Not for even a conference it. finals. And it's like, this is one of the best guys in the league right now. He's a top five player in the league, undoubtedly. And it's like yeah. you got nothing. You got nothing to show for it. Um, Kale McCarry signed up long term, but it's like a lot of guys there are going to need to get paid soon. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like he thinks this is probably one of the last. This times is the year. Yeah. Like they need to make a, a a deep run. Do I think they have runs in them? Yes. Do I think they have deep runs in them? Most likely. Is McKinnon going to stay long term if they if they're a first round exit this year and next year again? Mm, I don't know. That's I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's just I'm trying to think of McCarthy. And someone's going to sign McKinnon, a 30 year old. What is he? 27 or 28? Someone's going to th- sign a 30 a 30 year old Nathan McKinnon to like a six or seven year deal. Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's going to stay in Colorado, but you know, yeah, you're going to pay him 11 million dollars plus, so you might as well take advantage now of the cap. Well, you have them at yeah. 5.5, which is absurd, but they they loaded it up. To me, the biggest, like, I didn't see that coming move was Pitts from Pittsburgh. I, it's a nice pickup. Because from, from, from everywhere I heard, the Rangers were, were talking to uh, the Anaheim for Raquel. I think Boston was in it. Um, and I think at some point, someone on ESPN said, like, the talks between Boston and Vegas for Raquel were, like, both heating up. Both clubs were, were vying for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Vegas, you know, with the data and trade, <laughs> that's, that's why they were, they were Frauds. getting him out of there to, to make, to make room for Frauds. Raquel. But, um, Pittsburgh out of nowhere gets Raquel. And honestly, the, the package for him, it wasn't crazy. It's kind of like, he's not wild. that good. <laughs> he's, he's pretty good. He's not amazing. Yeah. I mean, I think it was a fair package. It just, it just felt like if that, like you had so many teams, like there was yeah. allegedly up to four teams that were pining for him, and mm-hmm. he ended up sending him to someone who no no one was talking about getting him for only what a second rounder and a, like two Couple prospects. prospects. Yeah, it's like and Pittsburgh prospects suck. They're not good. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. That like it just it just caught me off guard. Like I I was not expecting it. Um, it was just very weird, especially since yeah. like no one was mentioning them as being in in the hunt for, for Raquel. So I was just like, whoa, didn't see that coming. Yeah, you're not wrong. A couple other big deals. I mean, I'm just going to run through them quick. Tampa got Brandon Hagel for two first, which is a lot. Bruins played a, paid a premium oh my God. For, ha- for Hampus Lindholm too. I think, I think, I don't even think you could argue this. I think it's a little bit of a fact. I, <laughs> Chicago got more for Brandon Hagel than Buffalo did for Eichel. It's pretty close. <laughs> you could argue that Chicago may have gotten uh, more. I don't think so, but I, I Two think Two firsts? Tuck Krebs, and did they get a first from Buffalo or no first? I, I don't know, man. Either I'm way, gonna I mean. I'm going to look it up a, right now. He's a cost-controlled .75 point per game scorer, so I guess they really can't complain too much. That's, that's Tampa's MO. They need guys that are cheap. He's making 1.5 for this year and next that can still score. So, um. It is what it is. I mean, I'm sorry if you could hear the sirens in the background. 
they pay the premium for him, and that's what that's what happens. So they loaded up. It's a real shame about Hampus Lindholm signing for eight years with Boston. I was really oh looking God, forward to. Holy hope, shit! Hopefully, it's a lot, a lot of years, a lot of money. But I was hoping he'd be an Islander. But oh well. Okay, so now I'm looking back on it. The, the Eichel trade was fine. It, it, they got Peyton Krebs, Tuck, a future first-round pick, and a future second-round pick. I, I think they won that deal. I think Buffalo won that deal. <laughs> looking back on it, it's better than I thought it was initially. Uh-huh. But, um, yeah, the Blackhawks. Oh, um, yeah, so the Blackhawks gave up Brandon Hagel, 2022 and 2024 fourth-round picks. And the Lightning gave up Boris yeah. uh, Kachuk. A choke. I don't know, uh, but um, him, Taylor Radish, who I have had on my Rangers team in my franchise mode on Chell a couple oh times. Oh my god, EA overrates him so hard. <laughs> he's he's savage for me when I play. EA and, is so um, overrated. Oh <laughs> and they gave god. up two firsts, so they did give up two. It's a so lot. The only thing Buffalo didn't get was another first, but yeah, so the two two first rounders, a twenty twenty three and twenty four first rounder. So it wasn't even a first rounder this year. It was first rounder in a good draft. So yeah. Um, Tampa better hope they don't have a slump next year. Um, it was one of those moves that like it's top ten protected. It's one of those moves that like oh, I was okay. like, what is like what is Chicago doing? But like if you get two first for him, like you got you kind of got to pull it off, right? It's a, it's a move that makes sense. And a lot of people were like, why would you know Chicago uh, fans like like a couple weeks ago when like Hagel trade talks were like starting mm-hmm. to come up everyone everyone that's a fan of the blackhawks were all like why the fuck would we trade this guy i'm like because you guys are in a rebuild you you, you the, the dynasty has been dead for what five years at this point it yeah, like pretty much you got eliminated in in four games by the predators the year after <laughs> two years after you won the, your third cup in six years so it's like the dream is over Kane and Taves are going to probably be done when their contracts are yeah, up. Yeah, but Hagel's 23. That's the thing. I think that's why they were so mad. I mean, he's still 23. He's really good. Well, yeah, I know. But, like, still, I would I would keep – I don't, I wouldn't have keep you, Hagel you for traded two a first, you traded a, you traded a 23-year-old for two prospects and two first-round picks. So it's kind of like, yes, you traded a young, cost-controlled guy away, mm-hmm. but you also got – Two oh, young prospects back no and two first round picks. It's 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 yeah. it's a fair trade. You you kind of have to. It, it's one of those situations where it's like you can't have your cake and eat it too. Good I'm one. on a roll tonight. Good one. That's a good one. <laughs> but yeah, can't can't play in Chicago there. But I think that was about it. I mean, a bunch of other small moves. Like I said, a lot of teams are going to come back empty. Vegas is a bunch of frauds. They don't deserve oh. anything. Shout out to Evgeny Dadanov. How do you Dadanov. not fucking know someone doesn't have a no-trade clause? People are saying it was Ottawa's fault. Ottawa's just catching absolute strays of here Of course now. they do. No, if we're <laughs> going to blame anyone, just blame Pierre. <laughs> Dorian or McGuire? McGuire. <laughs> but yeah, I, it's literally people are like, yo, it, this no-trade clause is on like, it's on cap friendly. Like, we can Cap friendly, Puckpedia, it's everywhere. It's on how the NHL didn't know about it either. It's like... Talk about joke league. Like, how did no one, no one know that this guy had a no trade clause? Freeman said in his 32 thoughts, um, the written version today, that a lot of, there's no central registry kind of thing for no trade clauses in the NHL. And a lot of agents push back on it because they don't want this stuff to get out. Because supposedly, there are a lot of, especially Canadian players, that have all seven Canadian teams on their no trade lists. <laughs> so like it would just cause a lot of drama apparently, but um I think it would after this move if nothing else like I think it'd be kind of cool because if they have to be submitted to the league now, that's going to get out and now we're going to find out who has no trade clauses and where they're to, which I think is going to be fascinating. But I feel bad for Dan. Don't you 
But I feel like we you kind of find that out like once, Slowly like if, it, if, sure. a, if a guy is getting traded, the beat the beat writers yeah. for every league for every town is gonna eventually find out who's on the no trade who's on the no trade list, and they go, okay, here's where he's not going. <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Dadnov though. Now he has to go back and like play for did them. You the, did you see the weak tweet that oh, Vegas so put weak. out too? We're, so wel- weak. we're welcoming back that and off. It's like you get bro. They're punching. Of- they are punching air right now. <laughs> they they are having a joke of a year. I mean, yeah, they got Eichel and they won that. They're all sticks, But like yeah. everyone's hurt right now. Um, so the playoff went. The playoff push. You guys were trying. The playoffs were surefire. The, the, the Stanley season Cup are looking. Push. The, yeah, the cut push and the playoff run is looking like it may not even happen at this point. They're like playing themselves out of a thing. Good. Uh, and it's like. I was t- my my cousin was in town from Vegas, and you know we were talking about it, and I think we might have talked about it recently, mm-hmm. or my uncle was talking about it. But he was like, everyone's just kind of like they. My uncle's probably a bigger fan than my cousin is. Like my cousin watches the game and understands it, but like he doesn't watch it enough to like fully. Uh-huh. He's not like fully invested. He's just fully invested in the Knights. He's like, I'm a little bit worried. He's like, I'm not too too worried, but I'm a little worried about Vegas and how they react to having a bad team. Because I think, I think we're closer to the team not being good than we are this amazing run. To, yeah. Um, and, and, and it's like that's kind of how what teams go through. It's like you have years where you're great and you can make runs and hopefully you, you win. And then there's years or that's decades sound, where it's like – <laughs> Yeah, there's years or decades where Fuck. it's like we're fucking terrible. <laughs> we're the joke of the league. Yeah, that sounds way too that that that's a little too close to home, Chris. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I wish Vegas nothing but misery. Uh, I think they got a bit. I think you're right. I think they got a bit too big for the bridges after 2017 with all these free agents. They have no money. Like, what do they expect? Like, they to activate um, Martinez off LTIR now. They have to clear four point five million, and to activate Stone off LTR, they need to clear nine million dollars just for Stone. How are you going to do that? Like the people saying, "Oh, just trade Dan off," but like then now he can't play for the rest of the year, which is just like unfair to him. And the league's going to have a problem with it because they're like, "Oh, Vegas messed up, so now Dadnoff's. It's a whole mess. But we'll see. I think yeah, it's weird, and I think you know, obviously the, the teams are. Pro- it, it sucks for them because it's like. With the team you're rolling out now, it's like you risk not making the playoffs. So it's like hopefully we can keep it together for 20 games, yeah. keep whatever spot we have, and then just activate everyone once we're in the playoffs. But it's yeah. like I really think the league has an issue on its hands that they need, that they need to address. And it's it's like you said, Chicago did it years ago. Tampa Bay has been doing it recently. I think yep. you're seeing more and more teams see this loophole and go, we should use, we should, you know. We should utilize the loophole, and I think the league's got to crack down on it because it's oh, like 100%. eventually you're going to just see every team do the same thing. You know, they're going to go, "Oh, well, this guy's hurt. Throw him on LTIR. Make a big trade. Activate him once the playoffs start." And now we got a great team. It's like, sure, it's fun and 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 it's great for the fans because, oh shit, now we, now we can compete for a cup. But it's like at a certain point, like everyone, I don't even think it's a certain point. I think we've reached the point. Everyone knows what's going on at this point, and it's just kind of like. It's not fair anymore. Such it, a rat it, move. Yeah, like it, it, especially with Vegas, it's like how much over the cap are they going to be once the playoffs start? It's like, like what eight or nine guys are on LTIR right now? It's like they're going to be like twenty five, thirty million dollars over the cap. They'll probably, they'll probably be about twelve, thirteen mil. I mean, which is still absurd if they make it. I'm, I'm looking at the standings now. They're in real trouble. They're like they have sixty six games played and they're trying to catch Dallas, who's Got four less games played, and they're two points up on them. They're in some serious trouble, Vegas. 
The, the, yeah, they're they're right now playing themselves out of a playoff spot. Oh, big time. We'll see. So, how do you feel about the Islanders not making any moves? Yeah, let's, let's, so let's go. Let's go to that. Uh, outside of uh, trade talk, how about non-trade talk? I mean, they they decided to hold Pat. Apparently, before the season, Lamoureux had an agreement with Chara and Green to keep them on the team for the whole year because uh, they wanted to stay in one place for the whole year. Which I'm surprised. I mean, Green's forty. Chara is 45 now. Yeah, he, did, he just has birthday, so he's 45. I'm surprised no one won a cup. I know they like it here, but like you don't want to win a cup, guys. Like That's a little surprising, and especially because there was so much interest in Chara. I'm sure Wu reapproached him and said, hey, here are the teams that are interested in you. Do you want to get traded there? But evidently, it was no. And that was the only piece in Chara that I felt – would have been a good asset to kind of get rid of. Cause you probably, honestly, you probably could have got a second for him. Um, so that's kind of a shame. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the, the, the thing with the Islanders not moving any, anyone kind of solidified something that I think we said last week where it's like, I think they just believe in this group. Yeah. Enough that's and they're what kind of, yeah. they're just kind of chalking this season up to just like, we got, sh- we got the, the shit end of the stick and yep. it, it, it was kind of out of our hands. And, Next year, when everyone's healthy again, and hopefully COVID's not you know as serious as it was this year, yep. um, we're, we with the buildings built, it's we're not going to have any issues with that. We're not going to have to do a, a crazy long road trip. It's like we're going to be home, yeah, guys. It's like you know it, they're putting a lot. It's it's a it's a it's a it makes sense, but it's also really risky because you're really hoping that everyone comes back and is is ready to go next year and is playing like they did last season. Next they're playing season, good which, now, though. Which is That's yeah, and it's like they're kind of returning to form. So it's like you're seeing glimpses of it makes sense, and this was a good move. But I don't know. I feel like it also could potentially be a risky move because you're just kind of hoping everyone mm-hmm. looks like they did two years ago at that point. Yeah, they should have traded Chara. I think you're right. They're six one and one in their last eight, so they look good. After their oh five and one start at home, they're sixteen seven and two. I think so. Like they're there really. They're really in on it. I mean, they're they're right there. Like I said, they should trade Chara for some assets just to a get him hopefully another cup and b just kind of move on and get some assets. But they didn't. It is what it is. But they did resign Zach Parise for one year, um, undisclosed terms, probably league minimum, maybe a bit more. And they resigned Cal Clutterbuck for two years at one point seven five per, which fans were not super happy about. They they nobody minded the Parise deal. He's cheap. He's good. He's been like one of their best forwards like basically all year. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy is just a total workhorse. I, I don't know like what other way to put it. We've talked about it before. He's been great. He likes it on Long Island, clearly. He never really thought that he was going to leave after he signed here. You can tell he's like appreciated here. He's playing the minutes that he wasn't playing, even on the power play in Minnesota. So good to see him back. Um, I'm happy for him. He's I have no problem with him. People are like, oh, the old retirement home Islanders. But if, if you watch the games, Parise, is, he looks like he's probably 29, 30 years old. Like he looks really good. And he's quick nonetheless. So I think people were more concerned about the Clutterbuck move because this is going to be his 36 and 37 year old seasons, which is a lot. You're, it's pretty old, especially for a player like him who plays such a physical game, but it hasn't worn him out yet. I'm a little concerned. I love Clutterbuck. He's one of my favorite players, but I am definitely a little concerned about the effects of it and what it's going to do to his body, especially as he gets older, but he, he kills penalties still. He can, put up a little bit of offense. He's got the chemistry with Sezekis, so 
I don't mind it. I think that, like you said, like what Lamorello said too in his press conference at the deadline an hour after, that they have faith in the team. So I don't really mind it. If if next season goes bad, then it's it's a problem. Obviously, I mean that's goes without saying. You don't have the COVID excuse, probably. You don't have the arena excuse, definitely. Um, well, you have the road trip excuse, definitely. So unless COVID spikes up tremendously again and the honors to play shorthanded, which I think was BS anyway because it would have got canceled if the arena wasn't a thing, which we've said before, then I think the Islanders will be fine. I, I they have to get a scorer probably. Um, does that come at the price of Josh Bailey moving somewhere, or does that come at the price of Oliver Wallstrom moving somewhere, uh, which I'm seeing a bit more and more on Twitter? I put a poll out. Um, m- most people, majority said no, they don't want to trade Wallstrom, but I don't know. He kind of he hasn't been impressing me lately. I don't know. He's just he, he doesn't have that hockey IQ. Anyway, that's a topic for next week. But does it become a Bailey trade? And then you have to find another defenseman. Uh, is it Nick Letty who got traded to the Blues? We didn't talk about that. Good for him. Yeah, that was uh, a fine move. I think I think the only thing that I would be concerned about if I was an Islanders fan is kind of the thing that you brought up was the Clutterbuck extension. Um, yeah, It's two years. He's getting older. I feel like this was the year to test the market. And I I don't – yeah, you kind of have to hope he – it's like I don't know if he's playing bad or not, but it's like – No, he's playing hope, fine. And he kills you penalties. You have to hope he keeps playing fine and that teams next year are looking for a guy like him at the yeah. deadline to, to make a push because it's like – if you're this bad, might have yeah. this might have been the year where his value was at the most was at its highest, or if if he was on a, like serious trade bait, it's like next year. You're you, that's another risk you're playing. It's like is his trade value going to be where it was at this year? Where which if, is what if, like a third? That's the thing. Like, is he worth more to the Islanders next year than a third this year? I think he is, but I see what you're saying for sure. Yeah. So that's like the only thing I would yeah. be like. I don't, I like I don't know. You're you're. That's like the only thing it's I would maybe be like a little. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough to say. I think yeah, I think it's a good point. I mean, it, it, you are betting a lot on the non-regression factor, but I I just think that especially with the way Lamorello rolls, like I think he sees more value in Green and even probably Chara in helping out Dobson. I don't think it's a coincidence that Chara comes in and helps out Krug, Carwell, McAvoy, and now Dobson all of a sudden is amazing. I don't think it's a coincidence as much as Chara sucks kind of now. Um, to put it lightly. He's not as he doesn't suck. I'll take that back. He's not good, but he doesn't suck. I feel like that's no, harsh. you said it. He sucks. <laughs> like Dobson's taking leaps and bounds, and Charles still has the mind of a great Norris Trophy defenseman. So obviously, it's going to help. But I think Lamorell does favor keeping those guys over, say, a third, couple thirds, and a fourth round pick that you probably get for Green Chara and Clutterbuck, unless the market was really crazy, which it kind of was for defensemen. The fact that Brett Kulak went for a second round pick excuse me but i don't know it's really tough to say i don't mind that they did it i think that the, the core I've, i say it all along i've said it all along on twitter i think the core team here besides you obviously moved out the scorer eberly and the defenseman letty which killed them this year that's what they needed they needed that puck moving defenseman and another scorer that's what hurt them this year but the core if you bring the two guys equivalent to that deserves another chance and with the way they're playing now they can play well so i'm happy for you saying quarter back We'll see what happens in going to next season. We're just going to call the season a wash, per se. Um, I did tweet out. Uh, I'll hop into it now instead of later. I tweeted out what the Islanders kind of have to do to make the playoffs this year. It's it's not good. It's definitely a pretty grim outlook, especially considering that you lost very winnable games to Buffalo, Montreal, Seattle earlier, which is somebody uh, somebody pointed that out to me, Tom Kazansky on Twitter. 
Um, he pointed that out earlier, which sucked. But um, so the Washington's at eighty points. Islanders are at sixty three. Isles got four games in hand. So if you win those, if you stay hot, you're at seventy one. So you're nine points behind Washington with eighteen games left. It's a really tough hurdle to go across, but it's possible. You need the Islanders to go probably like. 13 3 and 2, and the Capitals go like 8 8 and 1. That puts the Isles two points ahead of them for the playoffs. So you need the Isles to really get hot, like the Sanders did all those years ago with the Hamburglar. And you need the Capitals to be kind of middling, which is it going to happen? Probably not, but it's not impossible. So we'll call the season a wash. We'll move on and we'll see what next year brings. That's kind of my thoughts on the deadline. I was happy with what they I wasn't happy with what they did per se. I think it's kind of lame, but I don't think bringing back. I'm just – why not just like – I guess it's a thing. I'm sure the guys have kids. I know Carter Buck has young kids. I'm sure Parise has kids. I don't know anything about his personal life. I'm sure they want to stay in the area with their families, but like why not trade them for a couple months, let them try to get a cup, and come back? Like that's what I didn't get, but no big deal. Yeah, man. It's kind of like the thing we brought up with, with Hurdle last week. Yeah, it's like, literally. It, it – probably would have made more sense for the Sharks to trade them and then say, hey, man, you got money here when you come, back, come back to try to win a cup and, and you, you'll, you, we know you'll be back. So, um, yeah, it's a head-scratcher. You, you, you wish they did something they didn't, but you can't really – you can't really – yeah, like you said, let it let it get to you because the season was a wash. No. It's fine that they didn't do anything because it's like you're not going to – it's more likely than not that you're going to not make the playoffs. Yeah, so exactly. You just got to move on. But um, if they're oh, bad next year, it's a major problem. We'll put we'll put it that way. But that's a problem for next year. Probably. If you're bad next year, I think the yeah, fire. Yeah, talk. I think the fire. Oh, um, big time. Trots talks really start to heat up. Yeah. No, no question about that. But yeah. fingers crossed, it's not. I'd love to see an Islanders Rangers playoff series. That's all I'll say. That'd, That'd be, be fun, so man. electric. That would be fun. But yeah, um, but yeah, Rangers? we're 45 minutes in, and we haven't even started talking about any of the games that we'll either team played. Um. Yeah. Did we? Record, I don't even remember when we recorded. Did we record on Wednesday or Tuesday? We recorded last week? on Wednesday last week, so we got that Tuesday game in. So the first game yeah, so was that, uh, the beautiful Thursday game. Yeah. Uh, Rangers <laughs> lost. Islanders win. Uh, it was a. I think that was yeah. Two, that two, was the two one, two one game. The Sorokin uh, save game. That incredible paddle yeah, save. Yeah, man. I, I think that if he doesn't make that save, the two two game, you're in overtime. Anything could happen. So it's I whatever. Mean, Sorokin it's, kept him in that game all game. Pretty much, yeah. I and I tweeted. I, I think I texted you that you too. Texted I was like, that, there was yeah. at least three or four chances the Rangers oh, should have scored a goal, and if they weren't playing Sor- Sorokin, they that game. It, 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 any team, if if the chances they had against the Islanders last week, if they were playing a team with a bad goalie, it easily should have probably been like yeah. a four-two game, five-two game. Oh. So. It's, it's whatever. It's it's fine. It sucked at the time. I kind of forgot goal. about it. It was a backbreaker too. Kyle Palmer. I forgot about it too. To be honest, it was kind of yeah. It was like a it was like a it was a knuckle puck of a shot that, that was like it wasn't Palmer, great and it, it hit off him and we went in. It was just like all right, it was, whatever. It was, fuck it. You it just gotta move on. <laughs> I mean, great so Pelk fell down in celebration. That was great. But I mean, yeah. I, it's always it wasn't a pretty game by any means, like you kind of said for the Islanders. But a win against the Rangers, like I, I'm just kind of busting your chops when I'm going like it's, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. nice to beat it it's nice to beat the Rangers like it doesn't do anything for us really just kind of gives a gives a little bit of pride but they meet again pretty soon I think right yeah April 1st next Friday yeah oh my god that's next Friday Jesus Christ uh, <laughs> so that'll be good but yeah good game uh what else the Rangers do this week 
They went to Tampa on Saturday and won and won two one. I honestly I don't even remember that game. <laughs> I I watched a lot of it. I don't even remember the game to be honest with you. I, hold on, let me let me see what who scored. Point scored scored first, then Trubay got a goal, and then Mika got a goal. Genuine. I don't I don't remember this game. <laughs> I just genuinely do not remember this game. Um, and yeah, then they played Carolina the next day. That was the Georgiev game. Oh, I mean, yeah, I sent yeah. I sent you the the shot stat oh, line after the game. It's like Four, triple the, almost. Carol, Carolina ended up with forty four shots. The Rangers only had eighteen. I didn't even get a chance to watch most of this game. I went out to eat with my cousin. Uh, we caught like the tail end of the third period. Um, yeah, and I think I think we saw them go up two. So yeah, Georgiev forty four. He, he puts up a shutout right before the deadline. Well, so everyone was kind of like, did he just like boost up his his? <laughs> you you know, probably stock did, at, to be at honest. The deadline, like, would some is someone going to overpay for him? Overpay for him if he's on the market? Like, yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he definitely t- helped. <laughs> so, solid game from him. I think he needed that a big boost of confidence going into the playoffs. It's like you got a shutout win against Carolina. Uh, the team looked like crap in front of you. So, you know, good win for him. And 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 now he knows, you know, I, I could do this. Maybe that's maybe the confidence boost he needs, you know, at the right time. So hopefully yeah. he can keep he can keep it up in the games that he gets in. Um, and then the de- and then they ended their road trip in New Jersey yesterday. And, and what a fucking collapse that game was. I oh, mean, my God. I w- we turned on in my house and it was two nothing Rangers. And then you texted me that it was five two Devils. I was like. What? Yeah, dude, five unanswered. I mean, the second period was probably the worst period of hockey I've seen the Rangers play all year. Um, <laughs> Tough go like for Jen- Shisterka in the last few games. Also, I know it's nothing to be concerned about. I'm not like messing like about him. Like, I think it's just had that tough stretch. And I, 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 I saw something. I should have pulled the tweet up. Hold on, let me let me pull it up while I talk about this. But if you take out the two games where um, he's let in a decent amount of goals, he's still posting like a 900 save percentage. So it's like. It just it just looks bad when you look at just like how many goals he's letting in, um, and it, it's not something that I would necessarily say is his fault. I would say it's just because yeah. the team literally could not get out of their defensive zone. I think they had like seven turnovers um, in that in that like a fourteen minute stretch, um, they, and they had just zero offense. I don't I don't I I, I would I I think I could genuinely say I don't even think they put up a shot in the second period and if they did i missed it because i, I turned the game <laughs> off i literally turned the game off and i went to the gym i was like i'm not gonna fucking waste my time with this but you're a serial they, they, game turn offer <laughs> oh my god if the rangers look like shit i'm not gonna waste my time watching yeah the game. no I, it's like, I, i'm I not gonna you. root for a comeback it's like i don't care at that point it's like you guys aren't worth my time if you guys are gonna uh, play like shit but um i hear you. like that first period, I texted you and I tweeted about it. I was riding high. The Rangers were <laughs> one. It felt like it was a home game for the Rangers. There was more Rangers fans there than there were Devils fans. Like rock the legit, rock. Yeah, man. The, 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 the pebble, bro. Um, <laughs> but like the Rangers were all over the Devils. I mean, the Devils looked like shit. Like they they could not make a clean pass. The Rangers were intercepting passes left and right. They were they 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 went up to nothing. They went into the like I don't know what they did in the locker room. I don't know what Gallant said. I don't know if they just came out and felt like they they were gonna just dominate the next forty minutes because that second period they didn't. I mean, they, they get scored on twice. Um. Yeah. Hold on. Let me let me pull it up. So, uh, Graves scores the first goal. Of course, obviously. Um. Uh, as as predicted, right? <laughs> seven minutes in, and then and then a little over a minute later, PK Subban scores. Excuse me. Um. So it's a two-two game. 
and then about four minutes later, uh, Mercer scores, and then literally uh, 40 seconds later, Tatar scores, and then they did score a a power play goal that got turned over because it was offsides, and it's like, they're they're showing the replay, and one guy is literally in the Rangers zone before the puck crossed over, (laughs) like, both skates are completely in, and he's he's going back into the neutral zone, and everyone's like, oh, well, was he in the neutral zone? I'm like, bro, his entire – both legs and his entire body are in the defensive zone. <laughs> How are we not going to – this, this should not take five minutes to overturn this. But they overturned it, and then and then still um, the, the the Devils go up. Uh, Sharon Govich scores um, about five minutes later to, to, to go up 5-2, and that's when I turned the game off. I was like, nope, not going to waste my time. Um, and then Hughes scored two back-to-back within, you know, a minute and 10 seconds. Uh, so it, it, it was just a bad game. Those kind of it losses happens. happen. Yeah. The Carolina lost the same way to the devils. I think to the same score to the devils, Tampa's thrown up eggs like that all season. It happens so it's to every like, team. Yeah. It's like nothing to worry about. Yeah. It, it, I don't know what happened. Uh, and I tweeted it. The Nemeth Braun pairing that's done. Don't send <laughs> that. Don't send those two out t- together again. It's like, yeah, the more and more I watch Nemeth, the more I'm like, he's going to get bought out this season, right? Like, after the season, like, it he's going to get bought out. We like, called that no... at the signing, right? Like, we knew that that was such I a I was bad at idea. least somewhat confident, like, maybe a new change of scenery. Yeah. You know, not as much responsibility. Third third pair defensive uh, responsibilities. He doesn't need to be this amazing guy. Just do your job. He he can't do his job. And, and, no. and it's like, I feel bad for the guy because, like, he's had a kid. He got COVID. He had a, a lot of bad case of COVID, after yeah. effects too. Like he he missed a, a lot of time. It's just it's just not working out. I think he signed three years, three million a year. So it's like if you buy him out, it's it's the Rangers are in a tough spot because they really can't afford to buy anyone out right now because they're in a tough cap spot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like. Do you just keep him around as a seventh defenseman? Yeah, I think that's that's probably what the, or you just bury him in the minors. It's like I don't know if he has a two way contract, but it's like I don't probably know, keep man. playing it's, him. I mean, if you're it's it's they're not going to sign somebody equivalent just for more money. So it's no, so it's like the- if 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 he's a seventh defenseman, I'm fine with it. But figure you know, maybe maybe after next year, that's when I think they yeah. consider buying one, him out. One I year think, left. I think, I think next year he's there. I think you're right. Yeah. So I mean, like I said, it was it was a, a they they had a total collapse. And the, and the one thing I didn't get was in the third period, Gallant was only rolling three lines. He bumped Goudreau up to the f- the first line and just sat laugh. And oh I'm like, God, people are not happy about that. It makes no sense. The guy's on a four game point streak. He looked really good in the first period, and it's like they they like people people online were saying like he missed a check or two and like mm. turned the puck over i'm like he's 20 years old like it's fine like let him make those mistakes the team in yeah. general sucks it was not like i'm not going to sit here and say oh well because left the new york rangers lost this game they didn't he's lose the, whole, the game he because of the only reason come like, on fox had a, a couple had a terrible tone, turnover no one's saying and, and then the discourse starts is fox not good at defense it's like shut up it's like if if you guys are going to act like this after every fucking loss like this team is like the <laughs> oh worst team in the world and fox is the worst it, he just won the norris how are we going to say he can't play defense social media is the worst thing to happen to sports ever these fans all these idiot fans think they have some sort of platform i mean it, it just they're so overreactionary it's unbelievable it's like when they win it, it, when they win you have people it's like line start getting the float i say it as a joke just cuz like plan it's a parade. funny joke where i'm like i'm like playing the fucking parade. it's like the rangers go on like an eight game losing streak they win one game and i'm like we're plan back baby gold bottles let's fucking go 
But it's like some people genuinely believe that where the Rangers go on like a little bit of a streak and they're like, oh, my God, this team's going to make a run. Or it's like, yeah, sure, it'd be great if they did. And then you, have, it's like they lose two games in a it's, row. Or they it's lose, doomsday. They lose a game like that, and it's like this team stinks, fire Gallant, blow the team up, laugh sucks, Fox can't yep. play defense. It's like, shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> and I think, you know what, I think I've had this exact rant before, and I'm going to have it again. Shut up. If you're gonna we, we be, talked about it if, a few episodes if, ago. If, if you are going to course correct like the, the way you root for this team based on when they win games or how they win games or how many games they lose or win – it's like just just don't fuck get off of social media. <laughs> Put your tinfoil hat on and and stay in your basement and 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 watch the game that way. Don't hop on social media and and tweet that this team stinks. And then and it's like I was just mad and I turned the game off and I'm like this team just fucking sucks. I'm not going to watch this team. But like they did. They sucked at the time. They were not good. They were they were they had a 2 nothing lead and and ended up going into the third period down 5-2. That it, they suck. Do they? Do I think they suck in general? No, because they're miles ahead of where I thought they would be. I thought they, they'd be they a wild card enough. team. Yeah, yeah. It's like they just sucked that game. It's like, and it's like you're only looking at that game. They just came off of two back to back wins against Tampa and Carolina. And mind you, they are three and zero. They beat Tampa every game they played them this year. Do I think they're better than Tampa? No. Do I think that it's a, a definite big confidence boost that they beat Tampa three the only, the three times they played them, they beat them every time. And one time they beat them outright. I think it was like a five one win. That builds confidence. They're, are they better than Tampa? No. Were they better than them on those three instances? Yes. Did they just come off with three wins? They they played the Islanders close. That game sh- should have been a two two game. If Sorokin doesn't make that save, and I think everyone everyone agrees with that. Whatever. Fine. Water off my back. Did they beat Tampa two one? Yes. Did they beat Carolina two nothing? You already have put up a forty four sh- a forty four shot shutout. Yes. Was the Devils' loss bad? Yes. Was benching laugh inexcusable? Yes. Does this team suck and we should just root for them to lose the rest of the season? No. Shut up. Stop, dude. It's just so annoying. (laughs) I'm glad you got that off your chest. It's just I I, I can't. (laughs) <laughs> I do. And, it, and it's like what the worst part is, it's like I think someone – I think Chief from Barstool who roots for Chicago, he's like, I like Ra- – like Rangers fans in person are great. He goes, the on- the 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 online Rangers fans that are the loud majority, yeah, it's everybody. like they suck. And it's like, yeah, it's the same with every – you could say that for – yeah. Maybe outside of Seattle because I genuinely don't know if they have fans online. <laughs> um, Yo, that's like, facts. You like, never see any I, I never fans. see anyone tweeting about Seattle. <laughs> Uh, um every every fan base has those fans online that just course correct and it's just like enough is enough dude it's like grow up but yeah I, I, i'm glad i got that <laughs> off my chest uh was that all the what rangers the islanders do besides beat the fucking rangers yeah they beat the right? rangers i don't i don't uh, want to talk about it anymore i don't know if we talked about it already but the islanders beat the rangers <laughs> um, <laughs> uh yeah they beat the stars on uh, what day was that? If my app would stop bugging out. Uh, Saturday, uh, they won 4-2. Brock Nelson, another hat trick. Second of the year. He's quietly got 27 goals. Honestly, got 24 goals. I don't know where that kind of came from, but I'm all about it. I mean, we scored 40 in John Tavares' last year, and he hasn't really sniffed it since, um, especially since he tore his ACL well, less than a year ago, may I remind people, um, which is just nuts in general, that he's still only a year out of a torn ACL. but. 24 goals, first year after an ACL tear. He's got 20 games left. He could hit 30, 35, maybe if he gets really hot. Probably not. 11 goals in 22 games is 
I mean, it's not unreasonable for Lee, but 30 goals, I'd be very happy with that. Uh, Nelson's at a career high already. We love to see that, but they played a really good game against Dallas. Um, another win for Semyon Varlamov, who's finally getting back to form. He made 39 saves in that. Sorry, 37 saves in that. Um, probably a lot of teams were calling about him in the deadline, but Lemoreau felt he was more valuable to the Islanders, which I can I can understand. Um, next game, Flyers game. They lost 2-1. to one. Zizekas scored. Uh, Hayes got two after that in the second period. I did not see a single moment of that game, so I have no idea how it went, so I'm just going to skip it. Um, and then last night, they played the most boring game of all time against the Ottawa Senators. Shocker there, I know. Two high-powered teams. Uh, three <laughs> third-period goals. Mayfield from Lee and Nelson. Lee from Zizekas and Nelson. And then Parise from Nelson and Mayfield. So a 3.9 for Nelson again. Uh, good to see Scott Mayfield score. The game was just so boring. Through 50 minutes, almost 55 minutes, they... I think Nelson, uh, Mayfield got the first goal with nine minutes left or eleven minutes left, ten minutes left, one of the somewhere in that range. So you played fifty to fifty-five minutes of extremely just boring hockey, but a win is a win. I mean, you got to keep winning these games to really claw back. Uh, they have a lot of winnable games coming up. You got Detroit, who you can beat two against Columbus. If you win against the Rangers again, and you got the Devils. Uh, you don't see the Capitals. I mean. <laughs> The last, two of the last three games of the season, you see the Capitals twice. Like, could this come down to the wire? Probably not. But I'm just going to get myself excited anyway. But the honors are playing good hockey. Like we said, it's good to see them kind of get back to form. Um, they have really, a tough schedule the last two weeks. I'm looking at it now. The Islanders? Yeah, they play Toronto, Florida, the Rangers, <laughs> Buffalo, Carolina, yeah. Washington, Washington, Tampa Bay. It's not. <laughs> they could realistically, realistically, you can only be like, you could you you'll probably have a game against the Rangers and you should beat Buffalo, but be, you got a tall order to beat Toronto, Florida, Carolina, Washington, Washington, Tampa Bay. Your only hope in like winning <laughs> a lot of those games is that teams are just benching guys for because those are all playoff teams. It's like they're gonna just be like we're benching guys and just gonna call up AH, AHL guys. So it's 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 just a little. You really yeah. It's it's a really tough. I mean, I hope you're right. That's really tough. <laughs> so, I mean, sorry, to, sorry to burst the bubble, but I'm just like I was like looking because like hope, yeah, you hope to get rested. Like, <laughs> you're not, you're not wrong. I think the two hardest games to win are at Toronto, and then versus Florida. I think you can probably beat the Rangers because just because the Islanders always play the Rangers well, it seems nothing yeah, against so the Rangers. They can give them a game. Sabers, you hope you beat Carolina is another tough game. But then you need to win those two games against the Capitals. And I, it, it, you're right. It's a tall order. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge to see how these next two games go. But <laughs> it's, it's nice to see the Islanders playing well. I'm very happy seeing them win games. Uh, it's a shame they lost that one in the shootout last week to Washington. But that is one, two, three, four, five, six. Yep, six, one, and one in their last eight. Um, six, three, and one in their last ten if you go back to the brutal, brutal Colorado and Vancouver losses. But, um, yeah. It's good to see them back. Uh, we'll see what happens over the next little bit. Uh, they, they stood pat. This is the team. We'll see what they do in the offseason. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got for the Islanders. Uh, breaking news. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the AI uh, bot, NHL rumor bot on Twitter. Oh, yes. Let's, let's hear it. New York Rangers are your 2023 Stanley Cup champions. <laughs> <laughs> that account is so canceled. That account is so canceled. Rumor bot. Oh my god, that account makes me laugh so hard. It's bitch Martin. I spent ten times at the AHL. <laughs> uh, try. Yeah, it's just so stupid. The New York Rangers have claimed Dylan Larkin off waivers. 
Uh, it's, oh, yes, it's mine. I'll, I'll do the number of the week really quick. Uh, I got 39, a uh, historic New York Islanders number, of course. Feels like the first time in a while I got a number that actually had some players. Um, yeah, you were complaining about it. Not, I know. Got- it blessed me with 11 players. Um, some really fun names here also. Uh, number one, Todd McClellan, the played for literally five games in the NHL. Um, and, yes, that is the Todd McClellan that coached Edmonton, now Los Angeles and San Jose. So I had no idea he was an Islander. That's kind of <laughs> fun. Uh, played five games, had one goal, one assist. I mean, hey, that's pretty good. Um, he was a center. So that's a good one. He wore that for one year. Um, this guy named Mike Walsh comes in after that, plays 14 games with the Islanders, wearing that number. Um, two goals. Another NHL executive, uh, a recently fired GM, is the hint I'll give you. All right, hold on. Um, can you, can all right, what year was it? Did he play? Uh, he played in played for the Islanders in 1989, but he played in the NHL up until the early 2000s. Recently fired GM. It's tough. It's tough. I'm trying to think of GMs like I can recently, um, <laughs> like this season or in the last like year. This season. Oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Don't tell me yet, though. Um, I don't know. Mark Bergevin. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, he played 58 games for the Islanders, 15 points. Just a rough and tough defenseman. Yeah. God I- damn it! Fuck. <laughs> I thought he was still with it. God damn it! No, he's a uh, he's a Los Angeles Kings. From I Zeka, forgot. I know. Yeah, I know. They, they canned Crazy. him and everything. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, man. Shit. So he, he wore 39. Uh, great name here. Hubie McDonald. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hubie McDonough. Sorry. Totally totally just mushed Hubie's name. Uh, <laughs> played 139 games to the Islanders, 31 goals. Um, if anybody out there remembers Hubie McDonough, please let me know. Um, that would be great. After that, you have Travis Green, the former Canucks coach who just got fired. A lot of firings here in Islanders alumni history, evidently. Uh, played 388 games for the Islanders, 237 points. That's pretty good. I remember when the Islanders – it was before Trotz had gotten basically let go by Washington. When the Islanders were letting go of Doug Wade, I wanted Travis Green to coach the Islanders. That would not have worked out well, but um, maybe it would have. You never know. So he wore that um, – Oh, one thing about yeah, Hubie McDonough, I looked it up oh, for you. Um, <laughs> um, he what he was the director of hockey ops for the Manchester Monarchs. Really? Um, from oh, he's from Man- he's from, from Manchester, New Hampshire. Twenty fifteen. That makes sense. Wow, that's that's a good run. Go for Hubie. We'll yeah, and then, the team fo- and then the team folded. Oh, you hate to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Guess he did not do a good job in operations. Evidently. Uh, then we have Dean. Dean. Malco, Malkoch, Malcock, I don't know. Um, he played two against the Islanders, had one assist, uh, really just doing great out there. He had a fight. That's fun. Um, then two guys wore it in 2000. Sean Haggerty um, played 10 games of his 14 NHL games the Islanders. And this number sucks. Um, Scott Peterson then came in and wore it for two games, one assist. Sick. <laughs> Robert Pitch. Robert Petrovicki wore it the next year. Um, he played 11 against the Islanders. No points. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, Ray Schultz, a defenseman, wore it after that. He played um, – it looks great because he played six years for the Islanders. He played 45 games. So um, is it that great? Never scored. 
But the most prominent name, which is the reason I was excited to get this number, the elusive first overall pick, Rick DiPietro, number 39. Oh, my God. Uh, 318 games to the Islanders, 108 goals. Sorry. Oh, my God. I wish that guy wanted to score goals so bad. 108 wins. 130 goal. Oh my god, 130 assists. Jesus, we've been going for too long. Um 136 losses, I mean. 871 goals against, 902 save percentage. I mean, the guy was an all-star goalie until he popped his knee out in the all-star game, which is just the most Rick DiPietro story ever. Made of glass, punched in the jaw by Brent Johnson, but he was a great guy. He really wanted to be an Islander, and he signed a 15-year deal, which is absurd, by the way. Um, <laughs> in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, when the Islanders sucked, so I have to give him credit for that. He really wanted to be an Islander. He really wanted to work out. It's just a shame that they gave up Roberto Longo for him. You hate to see that. But Tough. Uh, the elusive number 39, Rick DiPietro, I wish him all the best. Uh, and, yeah, that's uh, number 39. A pretty. I had no idea that there were so many former executives like Hubie McDonough and Tom McClellan. And- I found them on LinkedIn. <laughs> Did you view his profile? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a realtor now. Oh, what a what a career shift! <laughs> yeah, I guess when the team so it's 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 actually he's it's kind of kind of crazy. He um so yeah he was the director of hockey ops for that team, the Manchester from Monarchs. from from their birth to their end, and then he was also the assistant coach in the final year, and then uh, they actually I guess they were in the AHLs though they they won the yeah uh, they won the uh, the cup that year. Uh, what is it called? The Calder. They won the, the Calder, Calder that year. Cup. Yo, that's crazy. And he was an assist. So he was director of hockey ops and coach. So I wonder what he's going to think when he sees both of us viewing his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> hey, man, Hubie, if you ever want to come on the pod, man. Please. We'd love to have you on the pod, Hubie. Yeah, this is, yep, this is him, director of hockey ops. Um, yep. I can uh, appreciate then, his professional hockey player, various NHL teams. <laughs> yeah, man. He, um, yeah, he was. It's weird. He was an amateur college scout for the Kings. Yeah, so the Manchester Monarchs was the Kings' affiliate before it moved to Ontario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The Ontario Reign. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he really did. No, shift there. Is it? Are, are they the Ontario Reign? Uh yeah. That's their ECHL team. What's their AHL team? Is it? I think it's their AHL team. Uh, it says, yeah. What the? Fuck? So it's their. Oh yeah, they must have got bumped up out of the ECHL to the AHL. Then okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think they were in, I don't know. I think they were an ECH, ECH, oh my God, ECHL, Jesus team. before. Yeah, they, I think they were. Yeah. And then when the Monarchs folded, they became their AHL team. I mean, good run for Hubie, though. I mean, he was a realtor. Good for him. He's looking, hey, he's looking, look, he's looking hey, good. If you're, if you're looking for a house in the, in the New Hampshire region, <laughs> hit, hit up, up Hubie. <laughs> but yeah, what a, what a run. Realty Inc. <laughs> Hubie, Tom McClellan, Travis Green, Mark Bergevin, Rick DiPietro. Quite the crew there, but uh, that's all I got. We can probably just skip our lock of the week just because we're already at 70 minutes. But Yeah, yeah I got none right. either. I have no, no idea what the Rangers are going to do this week. Me neither. Uh, lock of the week, Houston Cougars being the Arizona Wildcats. That's what My we're lock of the for. week. My lock of the week is is is, is Hubie McDonough is going to sell a house by the end of the week, fucker. <laughs> we can only hope. I'm rooting for Let's you, go. Hubie. Hey, man. Yeah. I'm serious. I'm going to reach out to him. Try to get him on the pod. What's the harm, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. We can wrap it up. Do, do the spiel. 
Yeah. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe to it uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to. Um, and make sure you leave us a five-star rating. L- leave us a nice review. Uh, share the podcast with everyone you know. Um, and make sure you follow the Twitter account uh, at From Broad to Bell. And uh, yeah, talk yeah. to us on Twitter. Make sure you listen to the podcast. Listen to it more than once. And uh, we'll be uh, back next week. Kevin, anything else? No, sir. All right, we'll see you guys next week, and good luck, Hubie. Peace.